welcome to episode 172 of the local meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing tonight, man? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's a decent-ish day, I suppose. I kept thinking today was Sunday for some reason. I just have uh-huh. no idea what days are anymore after having last Monday off, so. Just <laughs> sent your life into a spiral. Yeah, I'm like, today's Sunday. I, can't, or, or, I didn't think today was Sunday. I kept thinking tomorrow was Monday. Like, that's just how my brain was uh, treating. Fair enough. So, and I don't know why, so. I don't know, man. All I know is, is that weekends are, like, seven days too short. They're five days too short. Yeah, man. We need, like, nine days of weekends. <laughs> I, saw, saw, I saw a thing on... I, I, I always... I have to do a flyer for, like, special sale prices for my job at work. Mm-hmm. And I always look for, like, quotes to put on the bottom. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's just my own personal stamp I like to put on there, right? Mm-hmm. And though I just, I was, I'm on vacation next week, so I was looking for vacation quotes. And one of the <laughs> ones that I saw from someone was, I need a six-month vacation twice a year. It's like, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, I feel that all over. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. The the one I ended up using was vacations are what people take when they can no longer take what they've been taking. <laughs> and then I question if my boss actually reads that, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't. So there you go, easy peasy. <laughs> but so we're going to be talking about the new set. We are. I'll be honest. We looked at spoilers all week, and then like today, I stopped at um, the game store. To mm-hmm. See if they had any jump start, which they don't. Yeah, they no. don't. And if they did, but, I probably would have bought it when I was there. So uh, I know. Um, but I stopped there, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, they don't have it. And then he's like, oh, pre-release is next weekend. I'm like, shoot. So I bought into the pre-release right there. So he got me on the hard sell. But All right. you, you just <laughs> like, buy I one, told, or oh, I bought two. Okay, so, just in case. I bought three. Uh, we are planning on doing something next week, by the way. Cool. I think I, I think I should be able to make it because uh, next I work, you know, this week. Yeah. Uh, coming up, and then I, that's my week of vacation to uh, recover, so I don't, you know, hang myself or something. <laughs> hang yourself <laughs> or others or others, but um, yeah. So sweet. I'm looking forward to playing some stuff, but. Um, yeah, so, gosh, like, I, I just was like, what is the name of the set? I'm like, it's Zendikar something, Zendikar Rising. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh, it's been a long week, I guess, already. But, yeah, Zendikar Rising is coming out. So, Zendikar 3 is on the table, I guess. So, I don't is know. it technically Zendikar 3, or is it Zendikar 6? It's Zendikar 3 because it's our return to it. Okay, it's our return to return. That's what I kept saying. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but um, uh, people are writing it, you know, Zendikar with the the E replaced with a 3. Yeah. You know, like they did with the fairy. Yeah. And then then the thing I said is that we have to to do, get to our 10th return to Zendikar so we can do Tendikar. Yeah, I think you were, I remember you telling that, and I remember hating life. (laughs) You remember, like, you're awful and I don't even like you, yeah. I think the Teferi thing is the most obnoxious, stupid, people think they're clever thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I figure you hate it, but... Like, 
with a passion. It doesn't help that every time I see it, it's people complaining about it. Yeah. And I just, I have nothing but negative emotions for people who complain about things that they're stupid about. But I just realized uh, that you are in an anonymous chinchilla, and that is the most adorable thing ever. What? In our dock. Oh, okay. Well, congrats, I guess. You're like, that's like the third most adorable thing ever. Chinchillas are adorable. Like, yeah. I realize this has nothing at all to do with magic, but. <laughs> Like, one of the few salvations in my existence is a thing called Animals R Us or something on Twitter, and it just shows, like, adorable animals and, like, animal memes every once in a while. And it just gives me so much happiness. <laughs> As somebody who worked at a furrier shop for a very short time, chinchillas are wonderful. They are very, very soft. They are. But, all right. Little fat blobs of softness. They, they are little fat blobs of softness. You Unfortunately, how many it takes to make a coat. Um, <laughs> so, all right, Zendikar Rising. So, uh, let's knock out the mechanics for this one. We'll hit the the returning mechanics first. Um, what would what would Zendikar be without landfall? Right? Yeah, it literally would not be. Z We're gonna talk about something before we get to mechanical, but it literally oh. would not be Zendikar without okay. without landfall. So. Okay. But yeah, like so, I mean that's that's the defining mechanic: simple, elegant, wonderful. Okay, um, kicker is coming back in this set, but it's kicker. I don't know. It's a good mechanic. It's it works. I I enjoy kicker as a mechanic. Yeah, I mean it's a it, it's one of those mechanics that's very functional and very good. Like yeah, you know, isn't it one of the standards of everything is secretly kicker? It's just they try to make pretend that it's not. Yeah, it was like everything is kicker split cards or something like that. Yeah. I think is what it is. But so, all right. Those are the two returning mechanics. Both good mechanics, so no disappointment yep. there. It's not like they're bringing back whatever that like multicolor mechanic was or something from or annihilate. <laughs> Annihilator, yeah. Um okay. Uh the next mechanic is party. So, this is this is an interesting mechanic. Um so the way party works is it's kind of like a batching thing like they did with uh, Historic in Dominaria. Um, and basically a party consists of up to one of each, uh, one each of clerics, uh, cleric, rogue, warrior, and wizard. And there's effects that care about um, the number of creatures in your party, which can be up to four. Um, and uh, things that refer to a full party, which means you have one of each. Yes. And it has to... There are cards that say this counts as yeah. each of those types. It, you need to have four separate creatures to have a full party. Yep. Yeah, it's well, not like you can just be like, Changeling, I have them all. Yeah, that's not how the game works. So yeah. That's not how the mechanic works. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I, I like the mechanic because it's very it's very flavorful. Yes. Like, it, it, it gives a, that, that adventure feel really, really well. I mean, there's a reason why the standard adventuring party is basically those four things, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that they're using that from D and D to, to kind of make this and everything. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's good. Like that's what the alley mechanic was kind of supposed to be from uh, original Zendikar. You know, give yep. give that sort of feel and everything. And this is just kind of more direct. But... All right. And then the last one, which is interesting, um, 
is modal double-faced cards. So basically what these are is uh, double-faced cards uh, and you get to, they're, they're split cards. You get to choose which side to play. Um, yes. All of the ones in this set are a uh, spell on the front and then a land on the back. Well, not all. All of them are a land on the back. Some of them are also a land on the front. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. True. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, so they're they're a land. All of them are a land on the back, at least. But and the vast majority are a spell on the front. Yeah, I I think that is primarily at, meant to be a uh, limited thing. Mm-hmm. Like landfall is an important mechanic in Zendikar, and suddenly half of your spells can also be lands. Yeah, yeah, that's something that that's one of the big things about landfall is you know top decking land is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have that. I don't know. We'll look at some of this too with it because, like, some of the cards are interesting. I don't know. Like, some of the designs I like, some of them I'm less thrilled about, but you know, we'll get to that. So, um, so one now that now we've covered the mechanics, I have a oh, very yeah. important question for you. Okay. Does this set feel like a Zendikar set to you? So, I didn't play during original Zendikar. Me neither. I don't have a like. I don't have the love people have for Zendikar. Yes. Uh, it feels fine to me. I don't know. I've I have listened to someone complain that this is not a Zendikar set. This is a generic adventuring world set. I mean, that's that, kind of what Zendikar is, isn't it? It. That's exactly all it is. But their justification was it's not Zendikar because it doesn't have allies. Yes, it does. It's called Party now. <laughs> right. And they're like. There's no traps. It's like, okay, traps are stupid, and basically a gotcha mechanic. I mean, they're not a bad mechanic, but it's like... They're not bad, but, it's but not they're like, not, it's not like something good. Like, that's not what Zendikar relies on. No, and like... like like they're like, but like you know, like oh, like Indiana Jones, like the most you know famous adventuring movie of all time. Like the first thing that the first scene is him setting off the trap. It's like yeah, that was the only setting off a trap in like every Indiana Jones movie ever. Not completely <laughs> true, but the traps aren't the big thing, right? Like people are. Just, I, I don't know. This, like I've this never... seems good to me. Like. The things the things that I'm looking for with a Zendikar set and everything like that is one landfall. Like yep. landfall is what defines a Zen, like Zendikar. Exactly. Hands down. Um, I mean, it has the the adventuring allies like mechanic, which is the party. Mm-hmm. I think that covers the the basis for it. And honestly, in a lot of ways, I'm looking for uh, equipment matters. I was actually going to say that exact same thing. Like equipment matters in Zendikar because equipment matters in an adventure. Yeah. As like, as Rosewater said with the original design of Zendikar, the thing they used was maps, traps, and chaps. So, yeah. like, you know. And, like, to some degree, the equipment plays that role of the traps and everything. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. The, basically, I just felt like the person was just being unreasonably entitled. So, like, this isn't exactly you what just, I want. You just feel like that all the time, though. So. I think I most know. people are unreasonably entitled. It, it feels very landsetish, which is Zendikar, and I mean, with the the double face card land things is going to be, yeah. So. Like, there's nothing about this set that I look. I'm like, yeah, this is not a Zendikar card. It's like, no, like these are Zendikar mm-hmm. things. They're Zendikards. All right. C minus. <laughs> <laughs> I got it in there. All right. So 
let's let's hop in and start talking about some of the mechanic the cards we care about mechanically for formats here, and we'll um uh, we'll knock those out. You ready? Uh, yeah, let's start this. Let's start this. All right. So first up, we have Archon of Emeria. It is two and a white for a two three Archon at rare with flying. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. Non basic lands your opponent's control. Enter the battlefield tapped. So this is like a combination of two remarkably obnoxious and powerful abilities on like white prison cards, right? Like Eidolon of the Rhetoric slash Rule of Law have they have both seen play in assorted older formats. Like that is a powerful effect. Mm -hmm. The non-basing land enter or your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped is on Thalia, the the two three first strike one. I mean she also makes creatures enter the battlefield tapped. And this one doesn't, but that also has a history of seeing play. And I would not be surprised if this card just replaces Eidolon of the Rhetoric. Yeah, I can see I that. Mean, the one issue is that it was it is a one three or a two three instead of a one four, and being a one four yeah. is relevant because then you didn't die to lightning bolts. But you know, not everything mm -hmm. is perfect. Hey, if that's the only thing your opponents can play that turn. Yeah. But um, all right. Well, if it dies, they'll get to guess. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I. I like the card. I think it's cool. Um, it feels like it's punishing the right things too. It does, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I've also just always liked archons. So okay, yeah, I'm like indifferent about archons. So yeah. next up, we have Luminarch Aspirants. One in a white for a one-one human and cleric. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Hmm. So we still have the Conclave Mentor. Huh. We have another card we're going to talk about later. I think this card has potential of seeing actual standard play. Are we going to get a standard noodle deck? We might. So there's, I don't know if you recall, there's a nice little card called Bosri Ket that was printed in uh, the last core set, mm -hmm. which I've shown a couple screenshots of him. I never knew what was going on, so. Uh, he One of his abilities is a negative two. Uh, whenever you attack the creature this turn, put a 1-1 one, one white token into play, tapped and attacking also. Mm-hmm. Which is really good when you have whenever creatures battlefield gain a life and a mm -hmm. gigantic Ajani's Pride Mate. Oh, okay. He's just good in mono white, is all it amounts to. Oh, okay. Obviously, Luminarch's Aspirants, I don't think is good in mono white, but I definitely think it could be good in a, a plus one plus one counter themed deck, which is just something else that Bosri would see play in. Bosri is a plus one plus one counter based planeswalker. There's Bosri's Solidarity or whatever else it's called. The two mana put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. And Bosri's Lieutenant also distributes plus one plus one counter. So, like, there's something here for a plus one plus one counter attack. I don't know if it's good enough, but there's potential. It's there at least. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd love to see, like, a snake ish deck. But we'll see. I, I mean, the biggest issue it would have is you don't have anything like Walking Blista, but... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could find some some stand-in, but... Yeah. I mean, even Pioneer doesn't have Walking Blista now, so... Because there's no justice in the world. There is no justice in the world. We know that because Mind Twist is still banned. Alright. 
So, uh, next up, we have Skyclave Apparition. Uh, one white white for a 2-2 creature core spirit. When uh, Skyclave Apparition enters the battlefield, exile up to one target non-land, non-token permanent you don't control with converted mana cost four or less. Uh, when it leaves the battlefield, uh, the exiled card's owner creates a, an XX blue illusion creature token where X is that, the converted mana cost of the exiled card. This card is powerful. This is interesting. Like, yeah. So it's very, very similar to, I forgot what it's called. It's a three mana, two, three, flash flying, exile target spell. And the yeah. Um, that, right? Oh gosh, it's the spirit. Yeah, Spell Queller. That's what there it is. we are. It's very, very similar to Spell Queller in the sense of what it does, right? Both care about CMC four or less. This one doesn't have flash, but this one hits permanence, not spells. So it's obviously much more different in that regard. Like Spell Queller sees older play because it gets the counterspell things. I think this one could legitimately see older play just because something like Exile Your Death Shadow, if my creature dies, you get a one one. Yeah. Like, is it worth wasting a like uh fatal push or a lightning bolt just to get a one one? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, it's like okay. You know, it, it I just think this is a this is a powerful, interesting effect, and I both want it to see play in older formats and almost expect it to. Yeah, it seems yeah, that card's just interesting, you know. But Especially just being able to like vile that thing in or something like that whenever you need. Right. And like it does it hits a lot of relevant things. You know, it oh, does yeah. say it is non-land, non-permanent. It's not just mm -hmm. creatures, you know. You can exile something like a um hardened scales or anything. You know, you can exile your opponent's freaking cradial plating if affinity ever somehow becomes playable again. You know. Yeah. Small chance, but like you know that you get a gist of what I'm saying. Yeah, you get to just eat something basically. And even against something like Boggles, this isn't the worst thing ever. Just like exile your Daybreak Coronet seems fine. I'm okay with that downgrade. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's got All right. uses. All right. Yeah, it's got uses. Next up. Next up, confounding conundrum. One yes, enables. One of the blue for an enchantment. When confounding conundrum enters the battlefield, draw a card. All right. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, if that player had another land enter the battlefield under their control this turn, they return a land they control to its owner's hands. Huh. This card is interesting. <laughs> that is a, that is definitely a way to say it. It makes fetch lands really bad. Yep. Uh, it makes Uro noticeably not as good. Yep, a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah, just a little bit, you know. Um, a lot. Of, our LSV made a comment about this card where, like, he reads it and I'm like, "Oh my god, this!" You know, he's like, "I like that this card is printed and it's going to be a card that you know is good against Uro." My fear is that it's going to be played in Uro decks to kind of you know one up the other Uro decks. Oh yeah, which yes, they're both blue. That is unfortunate. I get it, but mm -hmm. I do like that this does give someone you know 
something to board in against an Uro deck just to slow them down that little bit, right? Yeah. Because, like, Uro is the sum of his parts. It's everything working together to make him good. You know, if you start, like, if you start discounting, or, you know, you know making it so some of those things don't do it, do as good anymore, suddenly he is not as powerful. So, I do appreciate that. Okay. All right, next up, we got a reprint here. Woo. Woohoo! We have Into the Royal, one in a blue for an instant, uh, with Kicker for one in a blue. Uh, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. If this spell was kicked, draw a card. Heck yes. This card is sweet. This card has seen play in constructed formats in control decks. I would not be surprised if it sees play again. And it has strictly better art than its original art. Yes, this is true. Very good art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is functional reprint of Blink and I, right? Yes. Which was a, a, technically a functional reprint of this. Yeah. But, Which was also but, a functional reprint of this card. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like I I like that effect. I think it's cool. So I'm happy to see it. But yeah. All right. You want to take this one, John? Uh, sorry. Uh, next up, we have Jace Mirror Mage. One and a. One blue blue, four loyalty, legendary planeswalker, Jace. Kicker, two. <laughs> when Jace Mirror Mage enters the battlefield, if Jace was kicked, create a token that's a copy of Jace Mirror Mage. Except it's not legendary, and its starting loyalty is one. Plus one, scry two. Zero, draw a card and reveal it. Remove a number of loyalty counters equal to this card's converted mana cost from Jace Mirror Mage. This card is sweet. This card's cool as hell. Like, all right. When you when you first read this card and you hit kicker two, you're like, oh, they put kicker on a planeswalker. I guess it's gonna increase his loyalty. Uh-huh. Right? Like that's yep. it, it, immediately what you thought. And then when you start reading, you're like, oh <laughs> Yeah, like they they did a really, really unique way of doing this. And like Jace already has a history of making copies of himself as yep. planeswalkers, right? Yep. Cool. Sweet. Yep. This is you know, yeah. This is them embracing that. I love how he, like, he is technically card advantage, but he, like, he doesn't have any ultimate, and he's only there to, like, draw you a couple cards and smooth out your draw step. Yeah. That's really all he does. Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder if this card should have been in our, like, best cards. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's best hard card, for... I guess. We don't have, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have a card down there. I saw that. <laughs> it's it's really hard for me to justify a Planeswalker as a 10 out of 10 card, because Planeswalkers tend to not have a lot of flavor behind them. This is oozing flavor, though. It is. It's also missing flavor types, which makes me sad. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's a Planeswalker. They don't have flavor I, types. I know they don't. But, like, like, you get the feeling of the of the the illusion Jace with this and stuff like that. Like, I liked the other Jace that made the copies, too. I did, yeah. Like, I thought that was really cool, and I like that they're going that route with Jace cards. Yeah, I am sad that it never uh, really saw much construct play for the old yeah. Jace, but... And it's, it is interesting that he... That was from when Jace was, you know, for, lost his memory, yep. and then he went back to being, like, somewhat normal-ish Jace shit again. And mm-hmm. now it, this is, like, this is... like He's finally embracing, I am... I'm not just a generic blue planeswalker A... I have an actual thing that I do, which is clones, which is kind of sweet. Yeah. 
Dope. All right. We ready? Yes. Next up, we have our first uh, modal DFC. So it's Juari Disruption. One in a blue instance. Counter target spell unless its controller pays one. And the other side is Juari Runes. It's a land, enters the battlefield tapped, taps for a blue. So this, a lot of people are going to read this card and they'll be like, oh, sensor, but worse. I don't necessarily know if that's true. That's where, um, that's where I'm at on it. A lot of the issues with sensor is where if you drew it early, you might just have to cycle it for a, hoping to hit a land, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that is a problem. This doesn't have that problem. You could just play this as a freaking land if you need to, right? Mm -hmm. It has the downside of you can't cycle it later when it's just a dead draw. But a yeah. lot of the time, Sensor isn't necessarily just dead. And if you're playing an actual factual control deck, playing a land, even just a tap land, is almost never a bad thing. You know, you will eventually get to that point where you just need a critical mass of land to start doing relevant things. Mm -hmm. I think this card is like almost a perfect side grade to um, Sensor in that sense, where Sensor is much better late game because it has cycling. This is like just as good, if not better, early game because if you are going to try and dig for lands with sensor, you can whiff. This mm -hmm. doesn't whiff, yeah. you know. Like this card's going to be way overplayed in limited. Everyone's going to be like, oh, oh yeah. my god, it's gonna got a sensor. It's like sure, whatever. Um, this also does give me a chance to talk about uh, these modal cards in general. I actually really like the flavor behind them, where they each each of them has flavor text on both sides, mm -hmm. both flavor text spoken by the same person. Yep. And it, like it ties it together relatively well. And I do like that they both have art that calls to the other one in them. Yeah. You know, the one that sh shows that really, really well is Jerry Shelter, the white one, which I actually really like the art on this back half. Which now that I look at it, it looks familiar and I feel like I know it from something that might have been spoiled some shit forever ago but maybe i don't know unrelated but yeah it's there i don't know i'm not as high on this card as you are but i'm not high i did i did not like sensor i hated playing sensor <laughs> like everyone was like oh just play four sensor and i usually ran like two or three because i couldn't bring myself to actually play four of that garbage card <laughs> uh, like i don't know the two mana four spike is just not where I want to be that much. Yeah, but how often do you want to be at the four spike deck, anyways? Me? Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. All right. <laughs> just, just take the next one. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Maddening Cacophony. One of the blue sorcery. Kicker, three in the blue. Each opponent mills eight cards. If this spell is kicked, instead, each opponent mills half their library. Round it up. So mind, mind sculptor traumatized. <laughs> glimpse the unthinkable. Glimpse is ten. Glimpse is ten. All right. So this is a slightly worse glimpse the unthinkable. It's with a mind sculpt because mind sculpt was seven. Was it seven? I'm pretty sure. So it's a slightly better mind sculpt. A slightly worse. Uh, tra tra traumatize. Yeah, slightly worse. Traumatize. This card is going to see play in Mill. Mill has gotten... We're going to talk about another card soon. We'll just move on to the next card. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next card is Rune Crab. It's a blue for an O3 crab with landfall. When a land enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent mills three cards. We right. we, we gonna get eight crab decks somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mill has always been better than people give it credit for in, in modern. Straight mm -hmm. up, right? Mill attacks the format from a very specific angle. It's very, very similar to Burn with mm -hmm. a like slightly slower clock. Yeah. Not only slightly slower, not that much slower. But probably Ruth, more tilting. It is definitely more tilting. People hate losing to Mill. They yeah. despise it, yeah. right? It's like 8-Rack. Everyone hates losing to 8-Rack. <laughs> But so we have so we have rune crab, we have hedron crabs. Suddenly we have we have with those cards combined, we have the redundancy and mm -hmm. the draws between having a crab and not having a crab are two are noticeably different in mm -hmm. a mill deck, right? Yeah. So now we even have redundancy in our two mana mill spells. Like, like mind yeah. sculpt isn't good enough. Glimpse the unthinkable is maddening cacophony probably is. I don't think you're ever going to cast it for its kicker in modern. Because by the time you're spending six mana, your opponent probably doesn't have enough cards where the kicker matters better than just milling them eight anyways. Yeah, probably. But like this set has given mill more than I think it has ever given them before. That is in actual playable magic cards. Fair and enough. I'm I feel kind of glad for the one guy at our LGS who actually plays Mill, because he's finally getting something. Instead of just sitting there getting crapped on all the time. Oh, So, this is something that I would probably do to you, but I'd feel bad for it. His friend was playing a blue-red um, spell stack with like young Pyromancer, and had an uncastable Gaia's Blessing in his sideboard that he would board in against his friend. Oh my god. To be fair, you did actually do something like that. I played Boil. Uh, also, when we played uh, Burn, you actually put in uh, when I was around playing Burn, you pl you'd put Dragon's Claw in your deck. Oh yeah, when we played the Burn Mirror. But <laughs> In my defense, Dragon's Claw was an actual sideboard card if you did expect a lot of burn, and we did have a lot of burn at our store. Yeah, I know. You know. But still. Yeah. But like, a, a car, like, you can eventually work through a Dragon's Claw. You mm -hmm. can't work through a Gaia's Blessing. That's just no, like, no. that is just savage and uncalled for. <laughs> uh, and it's not even like spicy like the boil. No. Like, Boyle was going to get a really sweet response out of you. I think something like Gaia's Blessing against your friend who's on Mill is just going to get them to sigh at you. Yeah, it's like, okay, you're a dick. Yeah. Alright. So, eight crab. Crabs. Crabs. Alright. All right, where are we now? Uh, we're on... Oh, yeah, you're reading. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. We have Salundi Vision. Two and a blue instant. Look at the top six cards of your library. You reveal an instant or sorcery card from among them. Put it into your hand. The rest is on the bottom of your library in any order. This looks at six cards. Um, also, it's uh, uh, got a blue tap land on the back. Oh, yeah, and it has a blue tap land on the back. Mm -hmm. This looks at six cards. At instant speed, yeah. At instant speed. That is a shit ton of cards. Like... 
um, Supreme Will saw play because it was a three mana. I forgot what the card's called. Whatever. Three mana, look at the top four, choose one, put it in your hand. This only hits instant and sorceries. You know, this can't hit lands, so that doesn't matter. But it is a land on the other side. Yep. So it doesn't matter that it can't hit lands. <laughs> you know, it can't hit win cons unless your win cons are instant and sorceries. I think this. Excuse me. I think this card is actually really powerful mm -hmm. and would be not surprised in the slightest if it did see plays like a two or three of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Obviously, Supreme Will was nice because it could counter spells also, and this can't do that, but. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Should we unpack some things? Yes. All right. Next up, we have Thieving Skydiver. One in a blue for a 2 1 Merfolk Rogue. Kicker X. X can't be zero. Flying. When Thieving Skydiver enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, gain control of target artifact with converted mana cost X or less. If that artifact is an equipment, attach it to Thieving Skydiver. So this card is just like an auto slam into every vintage cube ever, right? Probably. Three mana, two one flyers, steal your moxen. Yeah. Or your soul ring. Or any of the busted artifacts that ever, ever yeah, existed anything, in all of magic. Anything that's good, yeah. Like, like this has got to be a cube card. This is just something that goes in. Yeah, and this card probably... A 2-1 flyer for two is not complete garbage, right? No, I mean, that. I mean, you know, it, you can play it. Like, uh, honestly, I'd play this in Limited all day. Yeah, like, no matter what, you're playing this in Limited. But it's Welcome like, Turn, right? Except better. Yeah, it's, it is a strictly better Welcome Turn, technically. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a decent chance that if constructed, if, if Nahiri, which we're not going to talk about, actually is good mm -hmm. and equipment is good as a result of that yeah there's a very real chance that this card will just be played in the blue decks because its downside is non-existent and its upside yeah. is really freaking high mm -hmm. yeah it's unfortunate that um uh amber cleave technically has a cmc of six so you can't just steal yeah. your red opponents from amber cleave that would be awesome but Granted, you'd have to not die from them attacking you with it in the first place. But... True, yeah, this doesn't have flash or anything. So. Yeah, if it had... F I, I, when I first saw this card, I thought it did have flash. Oh, God. I, I understand why it doesn't. I wish it did. <laughs> you could not print that at two mana. Oh, God, no. Well, it's not two mana, because it has kicker. All right. <laughs> you, can, you can print a two mana, two one flyer flash with flash at rare. Okay. Right? Mm hmm And as long... And, like, the fact that it has Kicker and Kicker X can't be zero mm -hmm. means I think you could actually give this card Flash and it wouldn't be that bad. Okay. Well, we're, well, it doesn't... We'll just leave it at that right now and <laughs> we don't have to argue the semantics on that one. Right. But the card's good as it is right now. Yeah. The card is good. I would not be surprised if it sees play in Constructed and probably... Well, it will see play in Limited, because you'll just play it if you're playing Blue. Yeah. And I think it is definitely cube-worthy, so... Mm -hmm. Totally. Alright. All right. Next up, we have Blood Chief's Thirst. I'm excited for this. 
black sorcery. Destroy target creature or planeswalker with converted mana cost two or less. You are no longer safe, Tybalt. <laughs> you will suffer. <laughs> uh, That's what we really needed. Uh, kicker for, it is kicker for two and a black. If the spell was kicked, instead destroy target creature or planeswalker. I love this, this card. Thing. Yeah, this card is good late. It's good early. This card is good. Yep. Yes, it's a sorcerer. No, no one gives a shit. This okay. card is... I don't even know if it's deb debatably better than Fatal Push. I think this card is just slightly better than Fatal Push. I Yeah, probably. Like, this card is just dumb. I love yeah. it. Like, it, it, this is just everything I want. Like, obviously I'm looking at it for Murder Kill, but like, this is just everything I want right here. Like, this just does what I need. Because that's what one of the problems you run into is you put in the cards like, you know, kill something small, they're just dead later. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, shit, what am I going to do with this? But like, I mean, as I said, there's, there's a point in time where I played Impale in those decks straight up, mm -hmm. you know, so I'll play this, like, <laughs> especially for the flexibility. But this card this is, is great. This is just a, great. a strictly better Impale. It It is. It is literally a strictly better Impale. Also hitting Planeswalkers, like, hell yes. Yeah, that's like, why it's strictly better. Oh. Well, I know, yeah, but like uh, yeah. also the flexibility of casting it for one and stuff like that. But you know, like that's one of the things. It's like just, oh man, I love it. Sorry, I just I'm just so high on this card. But yeah. all right. I think we both agree on that card. I'm not sure if we both agree on the next card. I'm not as high on this card, but I'm still. I think this card is really good in Murder Kill. I'm not sure where it's, like other outside of that how good it is. Mm. Um. Okay, so next up, uh, another uh, modal, modal uh, card. Uh, we have Hagramalling, two black, black, instant. Uh, this spell costs one less to cast if an opponent controls no basic lands, which that's flavor text, dude. Yeah, um, that's like the weirdest thing ever. Which I, I have been ignoring that. I don't even care. Um, but the real text is destroy target creature. Uh, and then the backside is Hagra Brood Pit. It is a tap land for black. Like, I think this card is just good in Murder Kill. Like, have, having the ability to play a land, have, have your lands be spells is, is relevant. And that deck's playing a lot of tap lands as it is anyways. Which some of them are cycling out of standard, so it's like whatever. But there, like, Was it playing a lot of tap lands already? You only really had the temples as, as a tap land. Right? The temples, a lot of times I did play the... Um, uh, other ones as tap lands, but yeah, for uh, like way earlier, it played a lot. It played quite a few tap lands, but yeah. um, like I, I don't think the deck is as punished for playing tap lands either. No, I mean enough board wipe, you can recover from anything, right? Yeah, right. Enough, enough murder spells. Like the deck had this weird thing where it was like you you wanted to sit at certain amounts of mana, so you could, you know, play play lands kind of around that to float, you know. To keep open spells and still just play the tap land out and everything, so it worked really well. Like, I feel like this just slots right into it. Like, I'm not cutting four lands to put this in. Mm -hmm. Like, I figured like I'd probably like like maybe I trim down two lands if I want, and then play this. But like, I don't know. Like, I just like having the flexibility of being able to have a kill spell and a land next to each other. 
like because I have had that deck dry up with lands and stuff like that, you know, and it's going to change because it's going to be mono black probably now, but like I don't know. I just I think this is this is exactly the kind of of uh modal DFC I wanted to see and I got it and I can't believe it. Yeah, my only real problem with it is my problem with most of the modal cards is the fact that they are very expensive very in quotations obviously for yeah. what the spell side of it does like four oh, mana yeah. for a sweden rule spell is a lot i'll pay like, it it's I've, not, I've, I've played it i will continue to do it yeah that's that's i mean it's also you you'll play it in murder kill which is also yeah. like a slightly different style of deck right like yeah, as you said yeah. playing tap lands and still holding up something like a murder is still perfectly reasonable for you yep yeah so or like you know you're, if you're early in the game and stuff like that, you know, being able to go like turn one, just play a swamp, hold open blood sheathers, and turn two, you just play a tap lane, and you're still hold, you can still hold it open. Well, technically, you're not, hold, you're not holding it up because blood sheathers is sorcery. Oh yeah, you're right, but, but you know what I'm saying, like yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but like hold, like doing things like that, like the the deck was playing the the previous version of the deck was playing a lot of what it was like one mana and three mana were kind of where you wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. So on that two mana front, you could just kind of like slip stuff in there, and I think it'll change. It's going to change a lot. Like a lot, the deck's completely shifting. But I feel like the style of deck that is like this is just what you want. You know? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, like uh, you know, for constructed, I don't know. For limited, this is still just a stone cold bomb. Oh, right, and limited, you play this no matter what. Yeah. Like, and we'll you do everything it. you can to never play it as a land. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's just a kill spell, which is awesome. Yeah. But, but it's it's nice that you can just if you need to even in limited you know yeah. you can suddenly you're you can have a two land keep with this in your hand and if you don't see that third lands you just play it. Yep. Yeah. It sucks. I like, I like but, it. It it sucks, but you ha- but having the option to go somewhere is better than nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. So. All right. So there we are. Right. Next up, another card that you're really high on. Uh, Shadows verdict. Oh Three. yeah. Three black black sorcery exile all creatures and the planeswalkers with converted mana cost three or less from the battlefield, and all creatures and planeswalkers with converted mana cost three or less from all graveyards. I, w- I want to correct you really quick though. I don't think I was really high on it. I think I like the card. I think we fall about the same on it, just coming at it from different angles. I think the card is just on the right side of playable. Yeah, probably. Okay. So like, yeah, we fall in the same category. Like I don't think that like the card yeah, the card's not like a stone cold bomb or anything. You're not slamming four of this in a deck. Unless the format's really weird. That is some dope ass art though. Yes, the art is dope as shit. Um <laughs> but like I feel like this does fill like fill a weird niche where um at like like the three like the three mana board wipes just didn't do the job a lot of times. Yep. Especially against some of the decks that played tokens later game. Like, the, like Nissa and her dumb friggin' 3-3 three, three elementals. Like, that was just the bane of my existence. Like, I would have I would have kicked a puppy to have languish in the format. Like, <laughs> it would have been amazing. And I feel like this covers, so this covers a lot of that stuff where it hits that stuff it doesn't say non-creature too, which is something I was, or non-land, uh, which is something I was burned on a lot of times with. Yeah. Um, in that, um, and 
hitting the graveyard is super relevant. Like that's what I liked so far much about Cry uh, was was being able to hit, get stuff out of the graveyard. Yeah, the fact that this is just like a universal nuke for yep. land, for battlefield and graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like this is an actual answer to Uro. Yeah, like and that, I like that too. Like that is sweet. Like on or off the battlefield. Yeah. And yeah, being able to do like that's super relevant, I think. Um, it, but again, like you know, it's like you know, in in my murder conduct, I'll probably put like a one or two of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. I'm not like I don't think it's insane, but I think it answers just enough of the things that we know about right now. Format still kind of out, you know, is out in the open. We don't know everything. Um, yeah, no one's actually sure. So. Like, like five mana is the tipping point. Like, I feel like it's like. Five mana is like, you know, it's just a little tight. Like, if this was four mana, I'd be like, hell yes. Yeah, four mana, this card would be amazing. Yeah, this card would be amazing. Um, five mana, I think it's fair, but not too much to make it unplayable. Yeah. Like, I feel like my deck could, sur- like, the deck could survive to five mana to be able to cast this and get some good stuff. But, That's I don't fair. know. Like, I like, I like, as I said, I feel like we're kind of like the same, like, we would give it the same ranking, but we're like coming at it from different angles, kindly. Like, there's a lot of nuance to the discussion. Yeah, that's fair. So, but I, I, I overall, I do like the card. But again, I don't think it's insane and not like it's not. It's not a five mana destroy everything. No. So, which is weird, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what do you do? So, all right. Um, where are we now? Okay. All right, next up, we have Skyclave Shade. One and a black for a 3-1 creature shade. Kicker for two and a black. Uh, Skyclave Shade can't block. If Skyclave Shade was kicked, it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it. Landfall, when a land enters the battlefield under your control, if it's in your graveyard and it's your turn, you may cast it from your graveyard this turn. So I put this one on here. Mm -hmm. Um... This is going to sound really niche, mm-hmm. but I've always been a fan in control decks by having good th- things to board in in a control mirror oh, that oh, are yeah. good win conditions. Yep. This is one of those cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they counter it, you just recast it. You know, like this is effectively uncounterable for most intents and purposes. Yeah. It can't block. You're never going to board this in with the intention of, like, you know, just chump blocking or anything like that. Yeah. A 3 1 for two mana is a decent clock in the mm-hmm. control here. And like the, the kicker is just gravy, making it into a 5 3. Yeah. That, you know, if you just need that, want that little extra oomph to try and push through or something like that. I mean, in a control deck, you're going to have extra mana later. Yes. So. That's that's the entire that's the entire thing. Like you're gonna have extra mana. You you can just consistently, you know, it's like, oh, you know, hold open negate and just cast this from your graveyard on turn four if they somehow mm-hmm. dealt with it or countered it on the first turn. Yeah. It's like you just keep just pushing that on the envelope just a little bit more. It's like, can you answer it now? No. Yep. And even then, if you're just playing a mono black deck, you know, mm-hmm. against control, this is just a good card to have against like a 3-1 for 2 is already okay if you're being aggressive enough. You know, the fact that you, you can cast it as a 5-3 if you need to is already okay if you're being aggressive enough. Not saying it's great, it's just okay. Yeah. But, you know, against control, suddenly it's like, alright, what you gonna, you know? 
You're going to keep mean, countering everything because yeah, it's going to keep coming back. <laughs> I mean, something that can take, like, honestly, if you if you play this card and it die, it's killed twice, I think you've, you're ahead. You've eaten yeah. two cards from your opponent with that. Yeah, like, like you, that's entirely, like, you know, obviously it gets destroyed by Shadow's Verdict. I was just saying, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I just want a Shadow's Verdict this bastard, but, yeah. You gotta so, get it. I don't know, it's cool, but, all right. John, we're gonna we're gonna talk about red cards. We are. We don't always do this for uh, mechanical, unfortunately. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, I think this uh, is you. Yeah, Akum Hellhound, red for a zero one elemental dog. Such strong, much good. Such strong, much good. Good puppers. <laughs> yeah. Landfall. Whenever a land and spellfield under your control, Akum Hellhound gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Steplinks in white. Yep. Functional reprint of Steplinks in white. Steplinks well, in red, but yeah. In red, sorry. Steplinks yeah. was, was white, yeah. Steplinks was white. This is Steplinks in red. Uh, Steplinks did see play in its format at the time because in a highly aggressive deck. Uh, I don't know if the format... That was a format that had actual factual fetch lands, and this one doesn't. Which definitely, you know, attacking your opponent opponent for four power on turn two tends to be good in aggressive decks. This will I, never be able to do that. I mean, it's got some. It 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 has. Yeah, we have cards that do good fetch land impressions, though. We have good fetch land impressions. This isn't quite that, but it's close. Mm -hmm. And if there is a landfall deck in the format, I think this card will definitely see play. Yeah. All right. It, there is a history, so. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Cinderclasm. Uh, this is one in a red instant. Uh, it has Kicker for a red. Cinderclasm deals one to each creature. If it was kicked, it deals one damage to each creature instead. Two damage to each creature. Instead. Two damage to each creature instead. Sorry. I know how to read. Yeah. Okay. This card is sweet. <laughs> I like it, yeah. I've always liked the three mana red instant sweet board wipes that just deal two damage to everything. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of potential to just like get someone with it and stuff like that, you know, when they're not expecting it. It's super, super powerful in a lot of things. And the fact that you just cast this for two, mm -hmm. you know, as you put it, this is like a strictly better electricery. Cause I mean, never, yeah. You never cast electricery for a single red, anyways. Basically, never, yeah. So this is just electricery, but better. Yeah, it's like Electricery that you can upgrade to Pyroclasm. Yeah. So, I think this card will most likely see play if there is a non-aggressive red deck. Yeah. Because you never know. You just might need it, right? Yeah, never know, man. Alright. Alright. Next. next up, we have Magmatic Channeler. One and a red for a 1-3 human wizard. As long as there are four or more instants and or sorcery cards in your graveyard, Magmatic Chandler gets plus three, plus one. Tap. Discard a card. Exile the top two cards of your library. Then choose one of them. You may play that card this turn. So. People are stupid. Okay. This card is good. Right? All right. Not disagreeing. This card is good. Mm -hmm. Definitely okay. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So you know the whole discussion about how there's Stoneforge Mystic, there's Tarmogoyf, there's Snapcaster Mage, and there's Dark Confidant? Oh my god, are people saying this is finishing the Broken 2-drop cycle? People are saying this is finishing the Broken 2-drop cycle. There is no way this is good enough There is that. no universe. You know what actually finishes the Broken 2-drop cycle? Young Pyromancer. Well, besides Young Pyromancer. He technically doesn't count because he's not rare, is what I know, they say. But, okay. but yeah, the actual answer should be Young Pyromancer. It's freaking the Arcanists. The one the one three cast a card out of your graveyard. Oh, Dreadheart Arcanist? Dreadheart Arcanist. That, that card literally finishes the cycle, literally sees legacy and vintage play. Flashback your ancestral visions, anyone? C minus. C minus. Or ancestral recall, sorry, not visions. I always mix oh, okay. those two up. Oh, okay. Like well, that card remember. actually finishes the cycle. This card, like the and then like the person was justifying it by being like, all you gotta do is play magic and it becomes a four four. It's like No well, No. No, that's you not how have it works. To, you know, this isn't Tarmogoyf. Yeah. You know, this only counts your graveyard. So you have to be a spells matters deck. Mm-hmm. And then you have the weird choice of choosing, well, do I want to attack with my 4-4, or do I want to draw a card with my 4-4? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's nice having that option. Mm-hmm. The thing is, all those other cards that were listed don't have that problem. They yeah. just do whatever you want them to do all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to, and you don't have any, like, weird hoops you have to jump through, and, you know, like, and in older formats, a 2-mana 4-4 is nothing. Yeah. A two mana one three that f- that casts your freaking um, brainstorm for a second time—that's something. That is a powerful something. Like this card seems cool and good, but yeah, it's just not like it's not that that good. Yeah, this card is cool. This card is good. I'm going to acquire a playset of it. Oh yeah. This card does not belong in the same t- conversation as Tarmogoyf. Yep. Good talk. Good talk. All right. <laughs> Are you ready to have a discussion here? <laughs> All right. I, tell, me, tell me why you're wrong. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if anyone's right. <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> Next up, we have Wayward Guide Beast. For a single red mana, you can get yourself a 2-2 beast with Trample and Haste. Strictly better Goblin Guide. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Damn Whenever it. Wayward Guide Beast deals combat damage to a player, return a land you control to its owner's hand. <laughs> this card is garbage. I don't know if it's complete garbage, but I don't... I I don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. This like, card... I, I want to try it out really bad to see where it sits. In but, what, like, though? Legacy Burn. Yeah, but... So to play this in Legacy Burn, you have to be saying you're either cutting an actual burn spell, mm-hmm. which is a no-no, mm-hmm. or you're saying this is better than Goblin Guide or Monastery Swift Spear. I'm not playing Monastery Swift Spear in my deck. Okay. But you're saying to play this, you're saying that it's better than Monastery Swift Spear, I, I will which not, you're already will, not playing. I will not say that, but I want to try this card. Because I love the all-in-fullness of this. It's like all-in in such a bad way. Uh, 
maybe. <laughs> like you, like I know your justification of you never really need more than two lands, anyways. Yeah, you don't play this on one. You play this on two, and you attack, and you're doing things. Are you? I mean, you're doing things. I'm not sure if you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably returning a land. You're like this is the like. So this is what happens <sighs> with um, Goblin Guide, right? Your opponent waits for the land reveal trigger. And then they decide, and then they kill your goblin guide. Yeah, they're they're gonna wait for this to hit, for you to bounce it back to your hand, and then kill this thing. But what? Because I already you, dealt them too. You just time locked yourself. I did not time lock myself. <laughs> yes, you did. You're back down to turn one, at the cost of your opponent got they, shocked. They, yeah, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's uh, the deal. If I get to sit around with my opponent, my opponent, um, uh, you know, discards cards or whatever, I'm just and I'm sitting on a um, uh, sulfuric vortex. That's what I want to do all day. That's basically what's happening. Yeah, but you're never casting your sulfuric vortex if you're casting this on three. I mean, it's functionally a sulfuric vortex if they're just taking two in a turn. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I I like the card. I'm gonna say that actually. I do like the card. It's not good enough for anything. Like, if maybe, this card, maybe there's some shenanigans somewhere. But like, if this card was a three mana four four with that exact text, I think this card would be sweet as hell. Yeah, probably. Because... Like, there's there's something about bouncing a modal land too and playing playing it. That's more cute than good. I will admit. But, yeah, because you're not going to bounce your modal land on, you know, on turn two. So, like, suddenly this card's a good top deck if it happens to actually hit your opponent on turn six. Uh, Maybe. I don't know, man. I like the card. Yeah, it's probably not good. So, I'm if this card ever actually sees consistent play and is not garbage... I will literally give you my foil Cranko from my ADH deck. I could, I'm gonna, not. I could uh, not do that to you. I would immediately buy another one, but I'd give it to you. <laughs> I, I would be without it Here's for all the deal. of like this, two days. If this, card, if this card sees consistent play, you have to buy me a play set of them. <laughs> deal. Deal. All right. You heard it here first, folks. John I will, does not I, need to buy me a playset of this. Honestly, yeah. if it doesn't seal consistent, see consistent constructed play, I'm going to end up with a playset of them when you give them to me in your chaff box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh dang, I just I just cost myself two dollars. Two dollars, probably not even that much. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, cards dope though. I think I I love all in cards like that. So yeah. next okay. up. Craig Plate Bayloth. Five green green for a 6-6 six, six creature beast with kicker two and a green. This spell can't be countered. Hexproof. Haste. Craig Plate Bayloth. If Craig Plate Bayloth was kicked, it enters the battlefield with four plus one and plus one counters on it. Non-interactive cards do not lead to good magic. The person who works for R&D that I know wants these cards to exist because he literally said he's the reason why they made Carnage Tyrant needs to be fired for being garbage. That is all. Uh, I am not looking forward to playing against this card. Like, he, he literally said, like, when I, I've said this before. When he was talking about freaking Carnage Tyrant, he's like, yeah, I really wanted to make sure this card got designed because I like cards that are really good against control. It's like, go to hell. 
straight up. Like, non-interactive cards are bad. Like, this it is, doesn't... Yeah, it, like, the, it, the thing the, is, is like, oh yeah, I want cards that are, are good against control. But, like, you're taking the square peg and pounding it into a round hole. Like, you're like, making... You know what card's also good against control? That shade I talked about earlier. Because mm -hmm. it attacks control from a different direction. This isn't just good against control. This is good against literally anyone ever. Yeah. The only saving grace about this card is that it doesn't have trample, so at least you can chump block it. Yeah. I can't throw like, my stupid little 1-1 one, one death touch in front of it. Yeah, it's like this. everything about this card is like, why? Like, can't be countered. Sure. I'm actually oh, perfectly okay with can't be countered. Yeah. I'm okay with hexproof. I'm not okay with both. Like, both is just... You're basically saying this card needs to do something. Like, even Carnage Tyrant was kind of more okay because it had low toughness. It, yeah, I mean, it was a 7-6. This is a 6 Was it a 7-6? It was a 7-6. Oh, I thought it was like a 7-4 yeah. or something like no, that. No, it was a 7-6. Well, <laughs> even then you could block it. But <laughs> well, That was the funny thing, though, is Carnage Tyrant was referred to as unplayable garbage by me and you because it literally could never beat a Scarab God. Yeah. You're just, like, you're just like, the Scarab God comes down before it, reanimates a, a creature, and double blocks it. Yeah. Dies. Dies. Just straight up. And right. there's nothing, there's no shenanigans like that in mm -hmm. this new set. So it's like, uh... This card's gonna be annoying, and I'm gonna hate it, and it makes me mad, but okay. Like, the, the thing that, uh. the one nice thing is that this card is not very good and limited, because a 7-mana 6-6 six, six will just get double-blocked and no one will give a shit. Yeah. But if you ever kick it for its 10-mana, suddenly a 7-mana, or a 10-mana 10-10... It's yeah. just like just right on the right side of really stupid. Yeah, keyword big means something unlimited sometimes. Yeah, but all right, I got the next reprint, don't I? All right. Yep. Next up, we have a reprint of Lotus Cobra, one in a green for a two-one creature snake landfall. When a land enters battlefield under your control, add one mana of any color. Cool. All right, this card is overrated by a lot of people in Commander. Stop playing it in your generic creature-based commander decks. This? It's really, huh. A lot of people play this in commander. It's also just overrated by a lot of people in general. This card is undeniably powerful. Yeah. I actually like that it's a 2-1, because it means that like once you're done with your you know early ramping, you just turn that bitch sideways. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're playing this as like an early ramp card. You're, you're like... That's what it is, is supposed like, to This be. card seems like a stone-cold bomb and limited like oh yeah where you're like turn to this turn three four drop like yep. attack you for two yeah this card yeah. is good and limited it is actually good and constructed i just i think it's sees way too much play in commander fair enough okay all right good talk all right next up orin reef ooze two and a green for a two two creature ooze when Orin Reef Ooze enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. When it attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on each attacking creature with a plus one plus one counter on it. I want to play Noodle again. I want to play Noodle. This is going to be one of the cards that's needed if, if that Noodle deck we were talking about is something. Which will yes. probably be green-white instead of green-black. Which is fine. Which yeah, is which funny, because a lot of the rares are actually green-black-based counter stuff, but <laughs> a lot of the engine parts are green-white, so... Yeah. We'll just play three-color Noodle. This card's sweet. I want yep. it to be playable. 
it. That's it. Sweet. All right. Next up, we have. Uh, what was it? Okay. Uh, Turn Timber Symbiosis. Ugh, so much text. Uh, this is a modal DFC. Uh, four green, green, green for a sorcery. Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield. If that card has converted mana cost three or less, it enters with three additional plus one plus one counters. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Uh, the other side is a land. It's Turn Timber, Serpentine Wood. Uh, as, as it enters the battlefield, you may pay three life. If you don't, it enters the battlefield tapped. Taps for green. So this is part of the mythic cycle of DFCs, where the backside is a land that you can bolt yourself, and it enters untapped. But it's, just, but it's uh, one color. Every single one of these is highly overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one more than the others, because uh, once again, I heard someone say, if you were playing a green deck and you are not the most hyper-aggressive green deck you can, uh, you can play in existence, you should always play four of this in your deck. Because it's a strictly better forest. As, as what? Yep. Strictly better forest. Did they read the backside of the card? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I think we need to work on literacy here with people. Yeah. Bolting like, yourself yeah. is not nothing. No, that means something. Like, that's, yeah. Like, but. This card is okay. Oh yeah, they're like, and it and it never misses. Even if all you do is ever is hit an elf, it gets the counters. Like it sure. never misses. Cute. All right, it's sorry. Like, it's like sure, my one mana one one is now a seven mana four four. Ooh, great. Not great race. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. like, so here's the deal. I do like th- I do like these cards. I do like them also. I like that the I like that the mythics are are super expensive cards with a land on the other side. Yes, because if I get this in my opening hand, I can be like, all right, tap land, go. <laughs> yep, I do like that these are effectively mm-hmm. like the guy where the guy was coming from is not completely wrong. Yeah, he's just wrong. <laughs> he's like, just wrong. Yeah, this is almost free. Yeah, this should not take the place of four of your basic forests. No, no, it's not strictly better than a basic forest. That is ridiculous. Like, this... This isn't a completely dead card. No, that's but there basically are definitely all times. Yeah, but there are times when, you're, when you draw this and you're like, crap, I can't play this. Crap, I have a tap land. Yeah. Or, crap, I have to bolt myself to not have a tap land. Like, all those are relevant. Like, that, this, this is not free by any means, but... Like I, I do like the designs and and the how it all comes together. Yeah, it is sweet. Basically, we'll see, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how good it is. Like I can, I, I, I could imagine a deck playing it. I, I can, I definitely can see this card seeing play. Yeah, I just don't think it's a slam playable in every green deck ever. That I, I yeah, I definitely agree with that. But all right, all right. I, why do I get all the planeswalkers? Ah. <laughs> uh, I got like one, didn't I? No, I'd read. I read okay. this. Uh, just had lots of lands, and I got tired. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nissa of Shadowed Bows. Two black green for four loyalty. Legendary Planeswalker Nissa. Landfall. Whenever a land enters battlefield under your control, put a loyalty counter on Nissa of Shadowed Bows. Note: 
they could have made it not stupid like they did with Jace. Instead, they went with boring. <laughs> yeah. Plus one, untapped target land you control. You may have it become a 3-3 elemental creature with haste and menace until end of turn. It's still land. Note, doesn't say vigilance. Thank, Thank God. Negative five. You may put a creature card with converted mana costs less than or equal to the number of lands you control onto the battlefield from your hand or graveyard with two plus one plus one counters on it. So a lot of people are referring to this as show and tell. Uh, this is not show and tell because it cares about the number of lands you have in play. Yes, you can play this on turn five, play your land, and immediately ultimate her and reanimate something. There's not a lot of busted five drops in standard right now. Mm -hmm. uh, if that's all my opponent did with it, I'm probably okay with that because they literally could have just cast it. Like, okay. You put a five drop, you reanimate. Oh, sure, it gets two close and close encounters. So it's slightly better. <laughs> You used a non-ritual ritual. ritual. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure. Like, this card is good, don't get me wrong. It yeah. is nowhere near as bad as 5 Mana Nissa. 5 no, Mana Nissa no. should have been banned over so many other cards. <laughs> a lot of cards died for its her for her sins. Yes. And this Nissa is probably not going to have any cards die for her sins. She you know, ramps you a single land every turn, as opposed to uh, doubling your mana every turn. I, God, that card is dumb. Also, All her right. alt art's funny, because it looks like she's reaching up to pick the black mana symbol. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Alright, I'm gonna kind of go a little out of order here. That's fine. Okay, so, uh, next up we have Crawling Barons. Uh, it's a land. It taps for colorless. Uh, four. Put two plus one plus one counters on crawling barons. Then you may have it become a zero zero elemental creature until end of turn. It's still a land. This card is sweet. It I love. Pretty dope. I've always liked man lands. This one is a sweet mana sink. It it's very very reminiscent of the red green man land. Where every time it attacks, get a plus one plus one counter. Uh, this starts out smaller and grows so much bigger. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a pure mana sink, which is nice. Like, it's mm -hmm. nice that it says you may. So, like, if your opponent has, if your opponent has something, you can just activate this in their end step, don't turn it into a creature, and not that. And just right. slowly start growing it. That's actually really, really unique for cards like this. You don't normally yeah, see that, cool. so. Yeah, I, I kind of dig this card, too. But Yeah. I like it, so. All right. Should we talk about the last set of cards? Yes. All right. Six of ten, and eventually they'll finish it, maybe at some point. Yep. So, uh, next we have the Pathway Lands. So there's six of them, as said. Um, and basically they are modal cards. Um, the front is a land that enters the battlefield and taps for one color of mana. The back is a land that Taps for another color of mana. <laughs> they do, they do not enter tapped, uh, and yep. do not and do not have basic land types. Yeah, the these are sweet. Part yeah. of me was like, man, I wish you could fetch for them, and I realized you could only ever fetch for the front half, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, 
Um, they're sweet. It's interesting that they chose certain color combinations and not others, but I'm sure they have a reason for it. Uh, the ones I care about are the blue-red and the blue-black, so it's like, dope. <laughs> are they in uh, here? Yeah, blue-black, blue-red, and white-green for that uh, tokens deck we're talking about. I just, counters, so, uh, I just saw they have white-black, so which I don't need anymore, so it's okay, I guess. But I mean, it's still nice to have. I so here's the thing. I think people were really high on these lands, and they're not correct with that. But uh, I think these are still. I think they were too high on these, but I still think these are really good, and the z design is awesome. Yes, I think people these are people really say good. people saying they are literally dual lands are wrong. No, I ha I've heard that apparently someone like pseudo called out Morrow saying these are strictly better basics. Yeah. That that is what it is, and they basically said they're like we're pushing up against the line. They're not actually strictly better basics no. technically. Like, like they don't have basic land types. Yeah. Um. And he and he said they're gonna see how this works. Yeah. Hate still turns these off. You know, assorted various versions mm -hmm. of land hate and all that kind of stuff. You can't yep. fetch them, which does matter in old yep, formats. That does. Yeah. They these do have downsides. They are very close to basic lands. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. Honestly, if you're running, it, you know, if you're running the colors, you should just be playing these. Like that's just, yeah, straight up. How it, yeah, straight up, you should be. Um, I mean, I still think they're very good. I really, as I said, I really like the design. I like that you have to make a choice, and I think that's interesting. Yes, and you, it is a locked-in choice. Yep. You know, unless I, I, unless you're playing that. A stupid red creature, then you can bounce it back and play a different one. Uh huh. <laughs> Sick tech. We got it. Yeah. As I said, you know, like the one downside to cards like this over something like the checklands is if you have a murder and a cancel in your hand, you can only cast one of them. Yeah, you have to make a choice. And honestly, I like that. Yes. I, I like forcing people to make the choice. Yeah. But I do appreciate these lands. I think they are sweet. Yeah, it's cool. All right. All right, we made it through all that. This was a long one. This was a, a very long one. We had a lot of stuff. I didn't think we were going get, to get that much stuff, but we did. I'm going to blame you because you went, you went deep on a lot of cards. Uh, that's what people are here for, though, is to hear me go deep on a lot of cards. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's wrap this one up then anyway. So um, if you want to send us some feedback, shoot an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Um, if you want to come hang out in the Discord, play some games with us and stuff like that, uh, thelocometa.com. And there's links to the Discord, our Patreon, everything good in there. So uh, come check it out. John, anything to say? Thank you. Sweet. And we will catch you next time. See ya.